do you want me to go through and fine tooth comb through every little little possible thing that I see here? Or do we want to do just a general safety efficiency type, you know, thing for you? I, I find most people want me to be in one of those two. Where would you feel more natural? Most people fall towards the just safety, make sure everything is okay. The ones that want to know the nitty gritty, they want to know it. And so if I'm not doing that, I lose all credibility with that, that type of person. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Whoa, whoa. The award-winning Waste No Day podcast. Oh, I'm so sorry, Brian. I'm so sorry. I've gotten so used to, so used to uh, saying that over the years. I need to adjust it. That's correct. In fact, I see that you are currently holding the award-winning trophy. That I am. Thank you for pointing out the fact that uh, our audience cannot see us, but they can hear us. So listen, <laughs> listen to this audience. <laughs> sounds expensive. That's the sound of an award-winning podcast knocking at your eardrums. I mean, it cost me $35 to buy that trophy. <laughs> <laughs> it cost someone probably around $35, like, you know, but it was a nice gesture. We've talked about it before, right. but we'll talk about it again. Right. So let me do that again. Hey, welcome to another episode of the award-winning Waste No Day podcast. Boom. There it is. Hey, yeah. With your host, Nate and Brian. And who's in your passenger seat today? Oh, it's going to be a tough one because we got to put gonna a, be a tight second, fit. <laughs> second passenger seat in there. These aren't small men. We got Logan Altland and Jamie Mellinger joining us today to talk about objections. Finally. Selling in general, but we're going to get to some objections. It's going to be good. This is our most requested episode ever. And that counts for all three of you that voted for that. So yes. thank you. Which were me, Nate, and Logan Allen. Yeah, Jamie didn't even want to do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jamie. We know you love the podcast. If I get, I don't know, if I get if I get two texts today about I would love to see or hear so-and-so on the podcast, one of them is inevitably going to be, when are you going to get Jamie and Logan on together? <laughs> it is. It's going to be good, too. It's going to be great. For those of you who um, have never heard this podcast before and have no idea who we're talking about, Jamie was on... Uh, a couple times, but February 8th, 2021. I want to say this might be his fourth time. It might be. I think he, he hit the, uh, the triple header last time. So yeah, he's, uh, he's been, he was on February 8th, 2021. That's his most popular episode called the transfer of enthusiasm. And Logan was on twice once by himself. That was April 25th, 2022. And then he also came on with Dylan Moya who is a $3 million plumbing producer. Logan is a $3.4 million electrical producer. Another great objections episode, by the way. That's correct. And this is going to be a fantastic episode. In fact, there's so much content we're going to be covering today. I think it's going to end up being a two-parter, Brian. So you're going to have to make sure you come back for part two next week. 
Yeah. Well, lucky you. I mean, whatever we were going to do <laughs> next week, you know what I mean? It wasn't going to be this good. I was planning on phoning it in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a new thing for you? Dude, I usually give 110. <laughs> like every week. Okay, got it. You Sorry. can't tell, huh? Yeah, it's the trophy that's blinding me right now. <laughs> uh, it's a very nice trophy, and it is something that we are going to proudly display, you know, everywhere that we go. I think it will be paraded around in front of Brian. He literally has hired a new person to do that. That is their sole job, just to parade the trophy around. Well, I was going to drill a hole through it and, and put a necklace through it and just wear it on my neck, but it seemed like it, it caused some neck pain at some point. So right. we just hired a guy. There you go. A short guy. There you go. It's going to be good. And today's podcast... Shorter than Nate Minnick. Well, that wouldn't Oddly. be too hard. Uh, today's podcast is going to be great. And before we get into it, we're going to talk a little bit ourselves and we're going to turn to Brian for our quote. Hey, when am I going to get an award for my awesome ability to read someone else's quote? When you start referring <laughs> to your own quotes. No, find and read someone else's quote because, you know, it takes work. It does. Yes. Perhaps you can hire another guy for that sole purpose. Mm, I like where your head's at. Right. Where's all this money coming from, by the way? Well, the award-winning podcast, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but that award didn't come with a check. <laughs> Just curious. Maybe we can pawn it. Are we getting a budget here? I got some guests I'd like to bring on who, quote-unquote, only do paid podcasts. So, yeah. you know, if we're going to start making money. Mayan Merton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would come on. <laughs> I heard he'd be good. I, I heard him last week. Dude, he's uh, got a British accent. I think he subbed in for me in the beginning of Joey Abedini's episode. Yes, yes. Yeah, very believable. Wisdom is not a product of schooling, but of the lifelong attempt to acquire it. Albert Einstein. Okay, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Mm, no. Meaning... It's both? You're not getting wisdom from a classroom. Oh, okay. All right. You know we're big fans of the classroom, especially college. All right. So especially you, the high school. I didn't now you're talking about from. the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Correct. Right. So knowledge is the, uh, the 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 nuts and bolts. Wisdom is knowing where to put the nuts and bolts. Wisdom takes some acquisition skills, right. as opposed to uh, not just acquisition, application as well. Yeah. And the reason I went with that quote is, well, uh, from time to time. This morning being one of those times, I texted a uh, little YouTube video, a little Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N uh, video, not R-O-M-E, not the sportscaster. Jim Rohn uh, YouTube video into the Sparky chat. And I know that Logan and Jamie will watch it. I know that for a fact. Whether the other guys do, I, I can't promise. But Jamie and Logan will inevitably send me a message about it this evening saying whether they liked it or not and, you know, what they got out of it. I don't ask for that. That's just who they are. <clears throat> they, they read a lot. By read, I mean audiobooks. They never stop trying to learn. If I, if I say there's a, there's a uh, voluntary objections training or, you know, role play tomorrow afternoon at 6 p.m. on a Saturday and you don't get paid to be here, like Jamie and Logan will be the first ones through the door of the entire company. They'll be the first ones through the door. They are learners, and they are seeking knowledge. They are seeking wisdom, and they're not afraid to, to look for it. And they are complacency killers, meaning they are not satisfied. No. Always looking to improve. Yep. So <clears throat> they, in particular, really personify the, the uh, acquisition of 
wisdom being a lifelong attempt. Yeah, Brian, and that's why we're so excited to invite them on the show again. It's going to be a and great, again and again. And, and I again, mean, as long as this, right. this show is running, I will do anything I can to get these two on as often as possible because they're, they're, it's always going to be a great episode. They're, they have always evolved since the last one. I'm going to have to change the intro. Hey, welcome to the Wasting the Day podcast. Your hosts, Logan and Jamie, hanging out with you again. Like, Dang it, what just happened? We became guests. <laughs> well, they do it every day, and we still only show up once a week. <laughs> yeah. They do it every day. Uh, it may not be recorded, but what they are doing is excellent and in the field and is some of the best customer service that you have seen. Um, process, relationship, these guys come at maybe from two different angles. But both of them are extremely effective and are always looking to make each other better, which makes them really a unique pairing. And I think you're going to hear that in today's conversation. Before we get into that exciting interview, it is time for our review of the week. Awesome! Exclamation point. Five stars. As an electrical contractor, I find Waste No Day as an incredible resource to make me a better electrician. There is so much industry knowledge and training that is shared on here. It is unreal. Thank you for all you guys do. Steve-O DeMan. Uh, I thought it was going to be B. Burton's mom. No, I don't think she listens, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> she does work here, but I don't think she listens. Uh, one of the many women in our lives who also do not listen. listen. That makes, uh, <laughs> let me think, Crawl and carry the two. All of them. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> well, yeah. thanks for that review. That always feels very nice. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you, Steve Odeman, and everyone else who uh, posts a review or texts us a review. I, uh, I have to go off the cuff here, and I know we, we typically only read one a week, but we're getting a lot of them right now, and I don't want to lose track of especially this one <clears throat> mr john mills texted me found me on facebook messenger and sent me a, a text hey brian i wanted to thank you personally for all of your help the waste no day podcast is life-changing and has helped me tremendously the mentorship leadership and lessons presented daily from dub nd are far more valuable than all the money i will earn in this lifetime you and Nate are transforming lives, making a huge impact on the trades. As you know, the HVAC trade is especially tough. I don't know that. Uh, I know what you guys say, but I'm not in the HVAC trade. I'm a plumber. Right? Look, let's not start any rumors here. The lack of leadership, sales, and technical training in the industry is an epidemic, along with the brutal bullying from individuals in the industry have made some of my journey unbearable at times. I have wasted so much time in my life, and I am ashamed of it. The burden on my heart has been heavy, and I wanted to give up. I listen to the Waste No Day podcast every day. I'm truly grateful for the time I have left, and I will do my very best to waste no day. Waste no day. Thank you, and God bless you and Nate. John Mills. Thanks, John. Appreciate yeah, that as well. That was, that was clutch. I made a, made a Facebook post out of that one because it just was like, dang, you know. But I know, I, like... Catch me at like 19, 20, maybe a little younger, maybe a little older. And that is how I felt about the plumbing trade. And there was nothing like this, you know. There, there was nothing to keep like a bullied apprentice really wanting to be part of this trade. I just didn't have anything else. You know, I didn't have a high school diploma and came from a neighborhood where, you know, there wasn't a whole lot going on. So 
I was just stuck there. Now I'm thankful now that I kept, that I persevered and didn't find something else. But I just imagine had I had something like this to, to um, keep me going, which is what we try to do week in, week out is like, Certainly some knowledge and help people, like give people a little bit of the wisdom that we've acquired and that our guests, which is, you know, far more than we've acquired, have acquired and, and spread that wisdom out. But, but also that, that just little bit of hope, like a light at the end of whatever tunnel you're in, in this, in this uh, industry, which is the home service industry, trades, is that you, you see that somebody was going through the exact same pain, the exact same journey you're on right now. And there's no reason to lose hope. Like you're, you have no idea how close you are to the end and the end just being something that you're way more into than what you're currently doing. And there's, you know, there's so many facets to the, this industry. You'll find what you're looking for. It's the little steps that you take. And I appreciate John being so open about that. You know, it's it's not about what you've done in the past. It's about what you're doing right now with the knowledge that you've been granted. And Brian, I know you have a, a story of a technician out there in our listening audience who has decided to make some small steps and changes, and it has made great impact in his life. Yes, yeah, so he's another HVAC tech. Name is James Schmidt. He texted me again last night a picture of a scale, 206. And it said, boom, baby, 250 to 206 in 67 days what i'm about to hit up oprah to advertise her products <laughs> <laughs> what he meant to say was dub and d baby yeah. he listened to our uh intro i think it was in the carlos mendez episode where we talked about the cpap <sighs> nate loved it <laughs> and uh Nate was pretty sure we did a whole episode on it because i did five minutes on it not just one not just it was not five minutes i'll tell you that yeah, and then James and I got to talking a little bit more about, because we talked a lot about, like, weight loss in that episode and just eating crap and whatever. And James and I talked about eating eating sugar and drinking alcohol and the whole the whole nine. Like, it's all just, it's not good for you. So knock it off. Quit smoking. Quit drinking. Quit consuming sugar. And just do it for 30 days and see how you feel. James decided to go for it. He went for 30 days to see how he felt. And now he's on day 67, and he's, he's, he uh, dunked a basketball last night for the first time since high school. He's not a small guy. And uh, he's back to playing sports. He's not just sitting out in front of the TV vegging after work. He's like, he's fit as a fiddle, and he feels better than he has since high school, and he's super happy about it. He's sending texts like this, and he's not really that kind of guy to do that. He's kind of a laid-back, reserved dude, so... And his income's up as a result, which you know it would be if you felt tremendously better because, you know, what you feel inside is coming out. So I implore everybody to do it. Just stop eating sugar, stop drinking alcohol, stop smoking. I know it's the trades. That's what we're supposed to do, but knock it off. And uh, let us know how the journey goes because we like hearing about it and we like talking about it. So congrats to you, Schmitty, James Schmidt. Down to 206 pounds, trying to get under 200. Can't wait to uh, see that scale say 199. It's going to be an awesome day. That is going to be an awesome day, and shout out to you, James. Appreciate that, man. You've been stepping up your physical game, and now it's time to be stepping up your career game, and that's why we're going to put Logan and Jamie in your passenger seat.
Our guests today need very little introduction. They are both returning to the show. Logan Altwin and Jamie Mellinger, both are electricians at our shop here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. They've both been in the trades for well over a decade each and have great experience in vast uh, array of what the trades is, as well as their specialties in home service, customer service, and sales presentation. Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's so good to have both of you returning, and we are excited for this episode. I know a lot of listeners have been begging for this one for a while, and it's fun to finally get two powerhouses in the room to talk the trades. Anytime you're with Logan, it's a good time. So, <laughs> oh, come on, let's face it. We're not going to talk about the trades here. We're going to yeah. talk about selling in That's the right. trades. Selling yes. in the trades. <laughs> well, it's hard to imagine that uh, anybody isn't familiar with their names since both of you have been on a an episode or two. But uh, if somebody's just tuning in for the first time, and this is the the very first episode they're catching, lucky them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's do a little bit of a debrief on who you are, where you've come from, and how you got to Mr. Sparky. Jamie, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, well. I started here almost a decade ago, um, came from doing commercial industrial work, um, right out of high school. Um, didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with my life, but knew I had an interest in electricity. And so started there, went back to school for electrical engineering, um, got an opportunity to come here. You guys, uh, interviewed myself and my brother at the same time, hired him on the spot, uh, made me go through a little bit more work to get hired, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) uh, here we are. Yeah. Fantastic. And did you, you did your apprenticeship through like the commercial? Partially. So I uh, did that for about two years. I went through two years of the apprenticeship program um, with the commercial industrial company that I was with. And then I finished that while I was here. Awesome. Yep. And you went through uh, ABC as yep. part of that. It's called ABC. It's a four-year program um, on job training and then also schoolwork as well. Fantastic. Logan, yep. what's your story, man? Well, I started out very similar to Jamie, didn't know what I wanted to do, went to the ABC school. Um, I've, I've had a variety of jobs, industrial, commercial, never did residential, always thought it wasn't a good trade, and the people that did it were kind of weak electricians. Um, then I was working at a place, I got I got fired for other issues. Um, when when I was on my way home, actually the talent acquisition off, office – I guess you would call her an officer, but she reached out to me and you said talent acquisition, not, not parole. Or no, I wasn't sure. Okay. Got it. I actually didn't get fired for nothing. I did. It was something else, but um, <laughs> yeah. So she reached out. Uh, I had an interview here. Didn't believe a word that was said in the interview. And I'm here two years what, later. What didn't you believe? Well, when you made, when I interviewed with you and Aaron and from, and Alexia at the same time, when we did the interview, I was like, Everything they're saying is, this is just too good to be true. Went home, talked to my father-in-law. He said, well, you don't have a job. You probably ought to try it out. And now here I am. Hmm, Two years already. Yep. Unbelievable. And uh, you guys have had some fantastic success in your careers already. 2022 being one of those years. Logan, what was your number? 3.4 million. 3.4. And Jamie? Uh, it was two, three or two, four. I'd have to look. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. So combined, we're about 6 million in total on the mics here, which is just incredible. And uh, just so awesome that you guys are both in this same company here uh, working in our Lancaster location. So we're super excited and proud to have you guys on the show and working here. If you want to get to know them a little bit more in terms of backstory, you can listen to Logan's solo episode from April 25th, 2022 and Jamie's um, done a couple solo episodes, mm-hmm. but his 
most popular solo episode was from February 8th, 2021. Fantastic. Yes, both great episodes and uh, a lot of excellent content there. We're going to have a great episode here talking about the idea of selling strategies and really what that looks like in the home. Uh, specifically, because you're both electricians, we'll have a lot of conversation and lingo that refers to that. But these are universal concepts that can be used in any of the trades. And really, we're big believers that while there is the uh, the, the respective knowledge that comes with each trade, the presentation part of it is pretty universal and how you're approaching the client and what you are talking about, how you're talking about them, your tone, your mentality, your presentation, very universal. And so this is going to be a great episode for anybody who is in in-home services to be able to understand what that looks like and make some improvements. Before we get on with it, you two have two of both of your episodes are top 10 all-time downloaded episodes for, for the Waste No Day podcast. That's awesome. And for, so assuming the vast majority of our current audience has heard both of your episodes and favorited them and hearted them and, <laughs> you know, shared them with many, many friends, we hope. <laughs> I wanted to ask a couple questions uh, leading up to this episode. One, we'll start with Jamie, just because you're closer to me. What is the biggest lesson you've learned since the last time you were on the show? Mm. I think perspective. Uh, I just, I keep going back to always gaining new perspective. Um, there always seems to be, you know, something that, that I'm pulling out and learning from, from Logan as far as, you know, expanding what I'm offering um, and the perspective that, like, there, there really is no cap to what we do. How about the perspective of uh, you are always, always going to hit a rough patch? Yeah. And uh, as my, my therapist says, it's, it's disappointing, but not surprising. I went through one of those recently. But one thing to always remember is it's not permanent. And yeah. that's just whatever rough thing you're going through in life. It's, yeah. It's seasonal. Really is. Temporary. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you should fold your arms and sit back and accept it. You need to figure out how to get through it as fast as possible, which is what yeah. you did. Um, yeah. So what is what, what did you learn in, in that last rough patch dry spell? Yeah. Um, really just the heart and focus of where I was at in the call. Um, we were getting to the point where I'd gone a week, things weren't going so well, nothing was happening. Next week came along and I'm just like banging my head against the door. Like I'm doing my process. Like, and I, I have a pretty regimented process in the calls that I run. Um, so it's pretty easy for me to say like, did I hit these key points or did I not? And it got to the point where, you know, sitting down talking with you, kind of that outside perspective, right? Realizing I had very clear money signs, I was becoming desperate. Um, and so where that shift was, was basically taking, taking the weekend, taking a hard reset essentially for me. Um, and in changing my, my heart and focus that when I came back, it was to serve. Uh, so doing some of the things that, you know, to kind of get me out of it were things that like I wouldn't do on a normal call. Um, so doing anything that I could to go above and beyond, um, things that normally like we would charge for that, you know, relatively minor, but just that little thing that I could do to help the client out to show that I cared. Um, and just that heart posture change kicked things right back in gear. Beautiful. Yeah. And he, he went right back at it and had mm -hmm. best week of the year that week. Mm -hmm. What about you, Logan? What's something you've learned since the last time you were on? Um, I, I'm been working with Jamie on this too, is learning that, uh, 
every call as an opportunity, even the ones that don't look like one. So before when I first started, I would go to a call and just say, man, I'm not going to, this isn't worth anything. This is just a maintenance. We've been here 20 times, not offer anything. Now I offer something at every call and a majority of the calls that I think aren't worth anything or that, that don't have the opportunity are the ones I sell on. So it's, it's just uh, offering things every time. Yeah, offer something every Don't say no for them. Yes. <laughs> Let them say no. <laughs> or go for no. Yes, Actually, please, yeah. please let them say no. Yeah. Last question, and then we'll let Nate get back to it because he's so good at this part. Uh, what is the best book you have read since the last time you were on the show? Last one for me uh, was The Tipping Point. Malcolm Gladwell. Yep. What did that, what, what uh, scales did that tip in your favor? It's just, it's the focus on realizing, <laughs> uh, doing a little smoking gun sing- symbols over here. Yeah, killed that one, huh? <laughs> uh, the, just the realization and, and focus on the fact that like, you know, as we're working and striving to hit new goals and, and new skills, realizing that that, there's just this this one little point where that things will tip and you don't know necessarily know when it's coming, but to be prepared and to keep working towards it because that the tipping point where things change um, could be the next ten steps. You just don't freaking know. You never know when you're just standing on that edge already, yep. and a lot of people find a stool to sit on right when they got to the edge. Yep. What about you, Logan? My. I, I, re- I had read it before I was on last time, but I've read it three or four times since, and that's the go for no. Um, go for no. Yep. Uh, every single time you you read that book or listen to it on audio, you find something else that you're not doing and, and something else, different perspective, and that, that's that's what I've been doing. And it's uh, it's such an easy read, even oh, though yeah. this plumber could get through it. It's, yep. it's an hour and a half audio book or less. Yeah, Richard Fenton and Andrea Waltz uh, were the authors. And have you read Go for No Two yet? No. Oh, you gotta check that one. It's just it's. I'm the stuck same. on Go for No One six <laughs> times over. <laughs> so the new one is Go for No When They Say No. Okay. Yeah, the episode that's really helped me was the February fourteenth, two thousand twenty-two. The Go for No episode. Yeah. Yeah. So they were on the podcast February fourteenth, twenty twenty-two. And we recapped the book for about as long as the book is, but it was a really fun episode. If you haven't heard it yet and you're in any kind of selling position or sales training position, it's, it's, I don't know, man, that, that little tiny book just changed the game for me. It was a huge deal when I read that thing and shout out to Tommy Mello for putting us onto it. Even outside my career, I'm going for no with things and it's just taking me to the next level. Ryan Tracy always said the world belongs to the askers. Yep. All right, Nate. Thank you for your your kind patience, sir. We appreciate you <laughs> sitting there just chewing your fingernails so you could get back to it. The, the smoldering <laughs> look of Nate towards uh, Brian. Oh, sometimes. it's every time I'm like, uh, oh, he's like, uh, hey, all right, so let's get. On. I'm like, oh, but before we do, and he just rolls the eyes, kicks me as hard as he can under the table. Well, speaking of the world belonging to the askers, we do have a couple of good questions to discuss today. And one of those is going to be basically, how are you making the transition from whatever you are there to do into whatever else you would like to discuss or whatever other things you have found in the home that perhaps were not evident at the beginning? And Logan, I want to start with you on this one, because you mentioned you've had a revelation since the last time you've been on here that every call is an opportunity. 
And there's a, there's a pretty good uh, stereotype in the trades that says, oh, this is a warranty call or a callback, or this is a, you know, just a completely blown out call. This is a 50 year customer who we've been out there 65 times and there's absolutely nothing else. Or you look through the history and you see, no, 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 no. And you're like, oh, right. You know, <laughs> that sigh that just echoes from everybody in a truck when they see that call come up. So how have you made that transition in terms of your mentality? What was it that shifted about you that said, all right, that's not how I'm going to look at it anymore. Every call is an opportunity. And then because you've made that transition, when you get into the home, how are you actually making the transition into from, you know, I'm here for a light switch or I'm here for a warranty on your, your breaker into let's talk about these other things. I, I guess um, I was just talking to Brian about this the other day. I had a way to do it, but this last podcast episode helped me even more. Um, just basically, what is your emergency shutoff? Where's that at? From there, I want to make sure that's shutting off. I need, in case I need to run, run to that in case of an emergency. You know, that that's one way. The other way is like, if you're providing true care for the client, why wouldn't I want to look at everything? Like your outlet's out, yeah, but what causes that? You know, is, is it, and it could be nothing. But either way, I want to know that I provided the best since I've been there. Um, and, and the way I've been transitioning for me is me and Jamie are very competitive. When I see that Jamie was there and he got a no, that, that's my goal to get a yes, <laughs> just just for that reason. And FYI, most of the time it does happen. So he, he gets that <laughs> yes. And we play, he calls me and says, hey, I got a yes on a call, you got a no. And it's just holding each other accountable as, as to, hey, did we – did we decide for the client what they needed and what they didn't? Right. And that's the trick of it, right? Uh, yeah. We did an episode with Andrew Dobbins a long time ago about selling out of your own wallet. Yep. And whether it's whether it's your wallet or whether it's your mentality, whenever you place yourself in the position of the authority for yes and no in the client home, you've done an incorrect change. That is not your, that's not your right. It's not your house. It's not your decision. And every time that you don't offer something or say no for them in advance of it, you're taking their authority and stripping it from them and placing it upon yourself. And that is incorrect. That's not where it belongs. Yeah. But even with that, you know, Logan, I'm sure you run across some objections where people are like, well, I called you out here for a receptacle. Why do you need to go? Why do you need to go look at my panel? Or, you know, why do you need to go into uh, the other, the other rooms that are not having receptacle issues? How do you overcome, you know, even that simple, like, well, why do you need to go there? Well, I guess, my, my, my wording is, um, pretty much I, I'm trying to avoid you calling me again in case of an emergency. That, I mean, and, and that's, that's the reality of it. When you call an electrician, you don't want them there. And most of the time, you know, it's going to be expensive. So if I can get it taken care of now, I use the feel felt found a lot. You know, that's, that's a big, that's a big thing. Now run through that for us. So basically what I say is I, I understand how you feel. I've had hundred of hundreds of clients that felt that way. But what I have found by me going through the whole thing is maybe I can prevent more repairs coming down the road, maybe in a more costly repair than what, if we can avoid it, kind of like the preventative measure. And what if you found that, that triple F, you know, strategy to bring about in the client? Are they warming up to that? Does that make sense to them? What, what does that do for their perspective? Actually, when I use that, they start, like, they just start throwing up information. Like, Hey, well, while you're here, yeah, that makes sense. This started before this did, or, 
you know, it, it uncovers stuff. It, it gets their mind jogging a little bit. Well, they're not, they're not a pioneer. It's, it's the herding group mentality. Right. They're like, not the first one doing this or, or, you know, they feel less like they could be getting taken advantage of. And especially when you say, you know, you say clients there, but when I used feel felt found in a truck, I always used neighbors because whatever area I was working in, assuming it wasn't my first week on the job, I've worked for dozens and dozens of their neighbors up to hundreds of their neighbors. And I would say, I understand exactly how you feel. You know, I've worked for dozens of your neighbors who felt the exact same way. By the time we got done with my process here, then I'm going to go through with you. What they found was that, and then, you know, tie it to whatever particular scenario we're talking about. There's this level of, um, call it peace, call it uh, comfort of knowing that like, they're not the only ones going through this. I mean, this is the same reason why we have groups with people that like, are doing like things. Like yeah. There's a like level of waste. No day podcast listeners, baby. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get better selling or building a business. Right. Like if you're out there by yourself and you're thinking you're the only one doing it, like that's so isolating. And so, yeah, Logan, you kill it with that. And that just sets such a, a, a place at ease. Yeah. It's tranquility. It's just, yeah, I feel less like I'm out here by myself going through this. You've and with done that, this hundreds of times with that too, like, what, what I've learned, too, is I'm not a technician now. I'm an advisor. I'm, uh, as a technician, I'm going to tell you what you need to do to fix the problem. As an advisor, I can advise you how not to have the problem in the first place. That's, that's kind of, hmm. that's the different mentality. And, and to be clear, that's not, a, that's not a title change. That's not a job description. That's a mm-hmm. mentality change. Yes. Right. Yep. Right. You've made a determination in your head to walk into it like a consultant as opposed to the fix-it man. Yeah, I think one of you guys used an analogy for a doctor. You go into the doctor, they say, hey, you, you know, you have, you have high blood pressure, we can fix it, and then they let you go. But what they didn't tell you is how you got the high blood pressure, how how the your eating can change it, how you maybe so are going to... Maybe gonna, that was the keto episode, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. forgetting which one it was, but that, that really put it into perspective for me. When I go to a doctor, I want to know everything that's wrong, everything that to be expecting coming down the road, that kind of thing. I don't want a guy to just say, yep, we're going to hear... We're here to fix your cut, but uh, well, it is common now. It's like yep. here, here's the drug that will fix it. But yep. but like Doc, how would we get here? Yeah, which exactly. is uh, more of an advisor thing than a than a repair guy thing. Yep. Here's how we got here. Here's what we can do to fix it. Here's what we can do to make sure we don't get back here in the future. Yes. Which is the most important part that your tunnel vision blinders on technician who just stares at the floor as he walks up to the panel or the the outlet or the switch and doesn't look at anything else in the home. That's the mentality he has. I'm here to fix this and get out. And then doesn't even find out that in the next bedroom they haven't been in in six weeks. They have the exact same problem. Well, and as a service technician, I, like I said, I've been in the electrical field for 13 years. That's all I ever did was fix things. You know, this is broke, fix it, let it go. Wait till it breaks again, fix it again. And, and that's not, once you, once you add up the financials of that, it's, it's not the best decision. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said that if you look at if you look at the job industry outside of the trades, some of the most lucrative jobs in the world are consultant based. Mm-hmm. You yep. have your professional lawyers, you have your professional business consultants, you have uh, you know your your life coaches, life coaches, yep. right? There's plenty of value, and the world has assessed a significant amount of financial success to consultation. Because face it, everybody, no matter where you are, is looking for advice on how to do things better, how to get better, how to be better, how to live better, 
how to do their trade, their skill, their business, their finances, their stock trading, their whatever better. Yep. Right. And so what you're, what you're doing with that mentality is how to do your electrical system better, like Mm -hmm. how to make your house better and who doesn't want that. Yep. Nobody. They all, they all want to be better. There's always something new. There's always something that they can add. And you know, whether you, whether you do the repair now or you do it five years down the road when prices are sky high, you're, you're still doing the repair. And we talked about this before and we will talk about it again, but that positioning of you as a consultant changes the dynamic in Cartman's, I said it again, Cartman's triangle. I keep doing that. <laughs> hey, come on, Nate, I don't have a triangle. <laughs> Cartman. Cartman's triangle. Oh, you did it again, bro. <laughs> Your lips didn't touch. Cartman's triangle. It's uh, when you're on the consultant side of things, you're on the same side as the homeowner. Yep. When you're on the Mr. Fix-It side of things, you're, you're the adversary. You're in there to find problems. Consultants find problems, but they present solutions. Yep. You know, fix it. it, it it's, it's a subtle change, but it means the world. And Jamie, you know such mu- so much about that because the majority of what you do is walking into a home where nothing is, is uh, observationally wrong to the homeowner. Correct. Right? They're inviting you to their home because, yeah, I mean, who, yes, you know, come check the safety of my electrical system. That sounds good. Or, or right. maybe we did a complimentary one, like, hey, because you were a plumbing customer with us, mm-hmm. you know, which is a nice nicety to you. And because we have this sister company over here, we'll do an electrical maintenance, inspection, safety check for you. And so when you're walking in the home, like, they're not expecting anything to need fixed. Correct. So how have you found success? Uh, You know, we've done entire episodes on this, but real Mm -hmm. quick, how have you found success in transitioning from, yeah, um, I don't know, you're here to like look at my panel or something like that to, yes, I I do understand and I would like a new one. Yeah. Um, A lot of it comes from asking questions and getting authority from the homeowner upfront uh, on on what they want you to do. Um, And so, you know, even on a service call, I, I go about it, Slightly different than Logan. Um, I turn all my service calls into maintenance calls, um, but that comes from asking the approval up front. Uh, and so very shortly or quickly within the door, obviously getting on first name basis and finding out what we're there to do. Uh, a lot of times it's, well, I mean, your company called, I, I have a plan. Like, you know, I, I don't know exactly what you're here to do. So I'll walk them through the normal intended purpose of a maximizer, which is to improve the efficiency and safety of their home. Um, And then it comes from questions of just being direct and saying, as I'm going through, is there anything that you're having any issues with? And most of the time, the initial response is no, no, no issues. Um, Which at that point, I'll follow up with a question of awesome, that's going to make my my job a lot easier. Um, You know, a lot of times when I get into a home, most people, you know, they've forgotten about, you know, something that's bothered them. Like, is there any little outlets or switches that, like, you don't use anymore because they didn't, you know, stuff falls out of them or, like, a little light that drives you a little nuts or anything? And a lot of times there's, with an electrical system, uh, specifically on the electrical side, like, it is so easy for somebody to have an outlet that doesn't work that they just forget about because there's five other outlets in the room. Um, so trying to jog their memory of any little thing. And then asking the, their approval and their permission that as I'm going through, if there is anything that I see, you know, that, that would be a benefit to the safety or function of your home, is that something that you'd like me to let you know about? Right. 
Right. And the, the answer to that is uh, majoritively yes. Yeah, it's, it's almost always yes. Uh, it might be followed up with, well, yeah, I mean, you can let me know, um, you know, but we're not doing anything. Right. Um, but almost always it is yes. Uh, and then I follow that up with, you know, as I'm going through, how would you like me to, to view your home? Do you want me to go through and fine tooth comb through every little little possible thing that I see here? Or do we want to do just a general safety efficiency type, you know, thing for you? I, I find most people want me to be in one of those two. Where would you feel more natural? What do most people say? Most people fall towards the just safety, make sure everything is okay, um, which fine dandy. But the big thing that I like about asking that is the ones that want to know the nitty gritty, they want to know it. And so if I'm not doing that, I lose all credibility with that, that type of person because they wanted very detail oriented things. Um, and so naturally that's not how I tend to go. I'm not as detail oriented. And so by asking that question, I know that like when they want that, I'm able to give that to them. And you're pre-qualifying them. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's nothing wrong to either camp. Right. You're just giving yourself a heads up. Hey, this is how I need to relate to this person. Correct. Right. If they're saying like, yeah, fine tooth comb for this thing. Right. Yep. You're like, cool. We're going to go into codes. We're going to go into like, uh, you know, this yeah. little thing here and this little thing here. And when you bring it back to them, they're not going to be turned off by the level of detail or overwhelmed. Right. But if yep. you do that with somebody who's like, no, I'm just looking for like the basic safety stuff. And you start yep. going into like, yeah, according to, you know, section 13, uh, paragraph B and, and line three of the code, right. this is out. And they're like, what? Yeah. I didn't know there was a code. What are you talking about? Right. Exactly. And so you're, you're tailoring your conversation simply with a question that helps you on the back end of that, know how to do the presentation. Correct. I love that. And, and certainly it's been incredibly effective for you. And I want to just, you know, you guys do a lot of healthy competition. I love that as well. And so as you look at each other, you've both done ride alongs with the other one. Mm -hmm. Obviously you're talking every day about things that are going on. What different styles do you see uh, in yourselves and how have you used the opposite style to adapt your own presentation? Logan, let's start with you. Well, that's a good question, Nate. I don't know what my style is. I just kind of off the cuff, just, Relational. That's all it's about for me. That's um, your style. That, relational that, empathy. That's the word that came to my mind was relational. Like it, the, Lo Logan has never thought about a penny while he was on a job. Nope. He's thinking about an electrical system and a human being. And when I leave the job and I get a bad review, it's like that, that hurts more than having a hundred no's. Like, I, I don't understand why I'm like that. I, that's just how I am. I can't, I can't change that. I Devastated. try Yeah. I, and, and it, like it actually eats eats at me to the point some nights I can't I can't sleep till I'm at I'm at rest with hey that client wasn't mad at me they're mad at the situation or price or and and that's not not that Jamie's not caring about the client but Jamie is process driven with with me I I tried the process stuff I can't even remember what I said yesterday half the time <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's also been doing it quite a bit longer and and yeah. is much well like you your first month you'd get a bad review or however many months it took it took several months to get your That's, first bad uh, review <laughs> two years I'm still doing the worried about them but but the first one you got was quite a bit more devastating than what you got one what Monday yeah just, just a couple of days ago yep and uh, I read the review and I'm like yeah this I'm not even sure Logan was on this call because this does not sound like Logan. And then I talked to Logan the next day and he's like, yeah, no, that was the husband who was not there. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just didn't like what the, what I had told the wife who right. wanted the job and loved it, but we won't, you know, obviously we needed to get both of them on board. So, yep. yeah. So naturally he, he didn't even meet Logan. Which if I had the process, I could have set up a return visit, but I didn't. Um, I, I, I skipped that step. And, and that's where I need to get better with the process. Jamie's process works for anybody who even does a fraction of it. Yeah, and it would work because Jamie would not have presented in that scenario. He would Correct. have said, uh, if there are two decision makers, we need to have both of them present before we can move forward. Yeah, so I'm still presenting, you know, what needs done, but I'm not presenting the solutions or the price until we're all, everybody's there. But... Right, and, and you found that over uh, some trial and error, Very unfortunately, much so. uh, where doing the, the former there, where you actually start presenting price, but only 50% is there to listen, mm-hmm. has burned you. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Logan's, Logan's comment, I am much more process-oriented, um, and part of that's just come from the trials over the years of being frustrated of, you know, uh, I mean, to, to Logan's point as well, like I, I do care, but it's also not to the level of like Logan is a thousand percent relational, right? Like he, he wants to be liked by the client and, and obviously trusted. And, and I've kind of shifted over the years that like, I will take being trusted from the client versus liked. Um, and so that, that was a shift that I made, um, that, you know, I'm not gonna jive with everybody. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, but at the end of the day, they're going to trust me. And it's it's going to be one of those where when I walk out, there's no question that, like, I cared about them and their home. But we don't have to be going out for a beer afterwards. Right. You know. Yeah, and I think it's encouraging for our listeners that both of you are finding incredible success. Mm-hmm. Even, you the, even though you have slightly different approaches to the client. And I think, you know, there's absolutely value to be learned from both of you in terms of extremely relational and extremely process. Uh, and both of you are bringing such value in whatever you're doing and you're both winning, which is great. Well, and, and what I've loved so much about working with Logan here is because he does stuff in a way that is so different from what I've kind of developed for myself. Um, you know, I mean, we talk every day, every, every day, um, you know, and walking through stuff. And so what that's done for me is that's taken like my regimented process and it's also opened me up to being more of that relational um, to, yeah, it's just, it's helped me through and through. Um, so I, I definitely noticed that I'm integrating much more of what he does into my process. Well, gentlemen, $6 million doesn't just fall into anybody's lap. And we know that it's not all rainbows and fun out there when it comes to every day that you're in the trenches. There's a lot of no's. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of objections coming your way. And you guys have mastered the ability to pivot and and step around and (laughs) step over different objections um, to the point where some of them aren't even considered objections by you anymore. They're just par for the course, yep. right? And so I want to dig into some of those and some of the, the, the different versions of what they can look like. Um, so I want to start by asking Jamie, what is your favorite objection to hear and yeah. how do you overcome it? My favorite one to hear is probably we got to think about it. Oh, now that would put a lot of people, stop them in their tracks. And, uh, well, okay, I guess I'll be moving on from this call. So why do right. you like that well, it's one? Not, yeah, it's not... <laughs> With, with that tech, we have to point out because 
we don't want it to, we don't want, I don't want young techs, young salespeople to hear you say that and think, okay, yeah, I'm just like everyone else. So when I hear that, I should walk out and say like, this is over as a young technician or selling tech or comfort advisor or safety advisor, whatever you are as a young salesperson in your career, you're kind of, you're looking for either the fast, hard yes that just falls immediately. Without you even asking them to buy. Hopefully. <laughs> that would be nice, yeah, if they would just do their job and ask me to buy it. Right. Uh, or you're looking for the fastest way out via an objection. And, and when you get a, we need to think about it, that pressure and that anxiety goes away that you're in this situation that's kind of uncomfortable. And you can just relax and go, ah, okay, here's my card. Ah, we can all be happy again. You know, I can be out of this situation. Yep. When in reality, it, you have no idea how many sales situations are walked away from that were right there, the tipping point, mm -hmm. fist bump. Yeah, buddy. Um, and you walked away from it when them saying we need to think about it. It's like they have one question that might need to be answered and you never uncovered it. There could just be one question that they think they need to think about, but you can answer for them right then and there. And, yep. you know, good. Everyone knows certainly now like um, um, financing options are so commonplace that you don't think about this much anymore. But I, I guarantee there are techs out there rarely presenting it. But when financing first started coming around in the early 2000s, that thing they needed to think about was the fact that they don't have eight hundred or $8,000 to write in a check. Or maybe they have to think about how they're going to get it together. And all you have to say is, you know, we have this very small monthly investment we can get you involved in and you can pay it off whenever you want to because there's no prepayment penalty. And they're like, oh, my God. All right, let's do it. Done. Or, or even the simple thing of like, you know, someone thinking that they've got to pay for it all right now before we schedule like i had that yesterday not yesterday um tuesday um where they, they wanted to hold off to schedule because they needed to transfer money that like they needed to think about like which bank account they were going to go through and so as we talked through that them realizing that they didn't have to write me a check for the full amount right now that that was it but they weren't ready to book because they thought they had to figure that out. Um, so, yeah, my, the reason part of that's my, my favorite objection is I, I start off with a little slower approach to that, not as direct. Uh, and as things progress, I'll get a little bit more direct. But, you know, the way that I go through life, and I think a lot of people do, is if I'm making a large financial decision and I have, call it the sales guy, call it the service guy that's helping me out, um, you know, whatever, sitting right in front of me, looking at me, I, my mind is not freed up to literally think about making a decision. Um, like the pressure, whether it's intentional or not is still there. Um, and so when we've gone through, when we've gotten to the point where I've shown somebody a price that they've already qualified the fact that like, I'm in front of the right people, right? This is something that they agree is not good or something that they want to do. At that point, they've, before we've even gotten really to price, they've agreed. We're at this standpoint where they know that something needs done, right? We have everybody we need. Them thinking about it at that point is typically just a process of which they're going to choose, right? Um, and so if it's not fully that, what I like to do is create a little bit of space. Um, 
I always leave something open, leave my keys down at the panel before I would go cover things up. If you're HVAC, leave, you know, the, the lid off the, the front plate off the furnace or, you know, leave a bucket downstairs for a plumber that you need to go, you know, clean some tools up, something. Um, and so my response to that is not a problem, guys. Um, I've got five, ten minutes stuff here I got to go finish up, do. Take some time, think about it. Um, I'll touch base with you when I'm done. If you have any questions, I'll answer them. That sound good? Yeah. That's fantastic. And, and do you find that most people like kind of seclude themselves then, you know, the husband and wife go into another room and, and start talking while you're down in the basement or like, what do you think they're doing when yeah. you're doing your thing? Yeah. Um, so most of the time they stay where they're at, um, because we're already at a comfortable spot. So by the time we sat down to go over everything, they're already at a place where they feel comfortable. Um, I'm just getting out of their way so that they can freely talk and have some conversation. Um, and so if I'm down in the basement, a lot of times I, I can hear them talking. Um, obviously not always, occasionally they'll, they'll walk out. Um, if we get to the point though, that I come back and I just feel like I can sense that there's still like stuff that they need to iron out between the two of them. Right. I'll offer to go sit in my truck. Um, guys, it seems like we want a little bit more time here. Um, you guys got some figuring out to do. Um, would you guys feel more comfortable if I just go sit in my truck? I got some paperwork and stuff I can be doing anyways. Um, is that something that, that you'd like? And it, part of that's reading, you know, the clients, right? right but, so, it, you know, see it, call it, right? So correct. Like if you're observing, hey, they look like they want to talk, but feel uncomfortable with me being here, you're right. just saying that. Yep. Guys, I've, I've run into this a bunch. Uh, going back to kind of the feel felt found, right? Um, you know, I... I completely understand, uh, kind of sensing a little bit that we'd like a little, little space to talk. Um, do you guys mind? I can go out to my truck. Um, I've got some paperwork and stuff I can do. Give you guys some time to talk. Um, would that feel a little bit more comfortable for you? Right. Oh, I, w- would you like, that would be great. I know Coral whale. We had her on a couple months ago on an episode and she yeah. uses the porch light clothes, uh, which is pretty cool. So basically she says, Hey, you know, you got some stuff to talk about. Flip your porch light on when you're yep. done. I'm going to be out in the truck. When I see the light come on, I'll just come back in. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's been uh, very effective for her. Yeah. Yeah. I typically just, if I'm going out to the truck, which isn't very rarely do I actually have to go out to the truck. That little bit of space, five, 10 minutes is typically all that, that they need. Um, and then if I do go out to the truck is, Hey, just leave your hand out the door. Like I'll be out here. Like I'm parked in front of your house. So I'll be able to see. I picture these two seeing the porch light flicker a little bit and going jackpot. (laughs) (laughs) That's when we pull up to the call. (laughs) Um, But then, then when I go back, right. um, And actually go to sit down and say, Hey guys, I got you pretty well buttoned up. Right. Um, Did we have any other questions? Most of the time it's not. Um, It'll, it'll just come out at that point of like, well, we'd like to look at the financing or, you know, kind of whatever, and we'll dive in. Uh, if they don't give any indication of moving forward, I'll ask at that point, again, you know, for the business of something as simple as, did we decide on which which option we'd feel most comfortable with? Nice. Yeah. And then if they hit again about still needing to uh, think about it, that's where I'll start going a little bit harder and asking directly, like, uh, Nate, if you, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, what, what exactly do we need to think about? Yeah. What is it that you're, are there any questions that you would like me to answer about yeah. these or, 
Yeah. I, I try not to ask, you know, that, you know, are there any questions? Cause that can be just a very short no. Mm. Uh, like I, I want to be kind of direct, like what, what do we need to think about? Right. Um, and, and at that point, you know, we, we've built a relationship to the point where like you have to be very careful with your tonality as you're asking a question like that. Um, if you've got any sliver of like arrogance in there or, you know, pushiness, it, it can backfire pretty quickly. Um, and so that, that's the, the heart posture, right. Of curiosity. Like we're just, we're trying to help understand here. Right. And so that can help fish out some of those things of like, well, we, we just need to figure out where we're pulling it from. Gotcha. So it's not that we're thinking about which one we're doing or that we want to do it. It's this. Um, and then we can actually handle the real objection, which is not they need to think about it. Right. So, Logan, I know that uh, sometimes you're not even aware of the objections that are coming <laughs> your way. We've talked about that before. But uh, now that you have, you know, some perspective on things, which would be your favorite objective to hear? Here of late, my favorite objective to hear is I got to get other quotes. Okay. And what does that sound like and how are you overcoming it? Um, I, I've realized people buy off relationship. People don't buy based off product. I mean, some do, some don't. But my relationship with the client, when if they buy from me, we are going to be, we're going to be friends for life, and I'll be the only one back out at the call, that kind of thing. So I, I just confronted when you're when you're looking at other quotes, are you looking at value? Are you looking at product? Do you know anything about the product? You know, let me help you explain. I've had people. I mean, and that's not always a close right then and there. I've had people call me back. I my how I leave it on that is before you move forward, call me back. Let me look at the other quotes. Let me just make sure you're getting what you need. I don't care if you go with them. Just let me make sure. And when, when you say that people are, most people are like, well, why, why do you care? It's like, well, because I'm, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for you. I'm not here for Mr. Spark. I'm here for you. See, and that's that, that's that consultant piece coming back in. Right. So like imagine that you're wearing hats or, or, uh, or a suit. So you walk into there and you have your consultant hat on and you're wearing a suit. You're not dressed like a technician in your mind. And you walk up there. You are not the purveyor of electrical skills at that moment. Correct. You are simply a consultant about electrical things. So it's no, it's no water off of your back if they decide not to go with you or not to do anything at all. Yep. That's the definition of a consultant, which is why people like using them because there's no obligation to do anything. I'm just receiving advice. And then after you've presented your advice and they say, this sounds good, you hop into the phone booth, switch over to your Superman uniform there, come back out as a technician, and now you're like, hey, guess what? I can do this for you right now. Yep. Uh, What I've seen, especially from being at Sparky for so long uh, and, and now with Logan being here, is he gets more people that call him back for these huge jobs than anybody I've ever seen. And, and why, that, do you, why do you think that is? Yeah, it's, it's just strictly relational. Mm-hmm. When, I leave, when I leave a call, whether they went with our company, whether they didn't went with another company, whether they didn't do anything, if I see them out in public, they still know me, they still talk to me, we're still friends. And, and, that, and that's, that's, how, that's how all my success comes. I'm not, like Brian said before, I'm, I'm not looking at dollar signs, and, and not, not that you are, Jamie, but I, I just don't, I don't want to hear from somebody else 
like, oh, I went with this company. They didn't give me this. And then I'm the bad guy in the situation. I'm, I'm truly for the person. And that's when that happens in a home, people don't, that's not a normal thing anymore. Well, and it's more than Logan, you just being for the person, right? Like you, you're, you have developed the skill set of being able to relate to people no matter where they're at in their walk of life, no matter what their interests are. Um, and so you're, you're such a relatable person. If anybody's met Logan in person, um, like, dude, you, you, you can talk to anybody, right? And because you show an interest in who they are, right? It's not, it's not all about you. Also, you don't see him get bummed when he doesn't get a sale, like Mm-mm. when they use someone else or whatever. Yep. But you see him hard to talk to after he gets a bad review. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and Difficult to have a conversation with Logan. <laughs> like that objection, like we talk about not having your needs met when you walk in a call. My needs are met if they get that quote and they call me back. Whether it's us or not, it, it just means I made an impression on them that they trusted me and they're going to value what I have to say. And we can, we can part ways and you didn't do work with Mr. Sparky, but you did work based off of my, my recommendations, you know, that off of your professional assessment right. of the situation. And that's fine. I mean, a good review is worth way more than a sale to me. I mean, it is. And now they come hand in hand most of the time, but if they go with somebody else and say, well, Logan's a good representative of the company, that's, that's fine. That, that's good for me. That's yeah. closure. Yeah. yeah. And Logan probably more than anyone in the company gets the reviews that say we went with someone else purely on for financial reasons, but five star did a great job. Loved yep. having him over, which is a testament to one. You need to close better <coughs> to, uh, to, to how good of an impression you make when the average tech doesn't get the sale. The client gives a one star review. I mm-hmm. think that's pretty, that's pretty, uh, industry wide. Yeah. Or doesn't even review at all. Yeah. And most of the time they just don't review. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I'm sorry. That's where we're going to have to stop this week's episode of Waste No Day. It's already been a great and productive conversation with both Jamie and Logan, and I hope you're appreciating it. Make sure that you tune in next week for the great conclusion of the conversation that we've already started as we really dig into even more objections and different types of personalities of homeowners and what they mean when you are standing in the home in front of them. We hope that this episode has provided you with an encouragement, challenge, and everything else that it takes to make you a better person. And we hope that we're doing that every single week because we want this show to mean more than just another thing that you listen to. We want it to be a starting point, a foundation for you to build upon. And we hope that you are. And let us know if you are. Shout us out in the reviews. Give us a five star. Hit us in the comments. Whatever you can. Share the message around. We want to leave you now with our weekly challenge, which is the same each and every week to choose to wake up every single morning and waste no day.